And welcome to another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason is a podcast where Dan Delzell and myself, Sonny, and I'm sit at the crossroads of pop culture and Christianity, and we take a look at the things that go on in this world through a biblical perspective, especially when we're being influenced by so many crazy things out there like social media, and you've got movie stars, you've got your musicians, and all these people telling us what we should do and what we should believe and how we should act in our lives. And so, Dan, one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting that I thought we could start the conversation with is um, apparently Amy Grant is now making headline news because she apparently is going to host a gay wedding. Um, And so there's been a lot of blowback from her statement of hosting it on this forum, I guess, that she is um, has. And so I thought maybe that's something we could talk about because not so much necessarily the particulars of it, um, but from the standpoint that, you know, when we take a look at the things that are going on and we look to things outside the church, you know, we talk about LGBT, you know, hating the church, you know, uh, pro-abortion people maybe hating the church, you know, Satan roaming around like a, a lion seeking whom he may devour. But really when it comes down to some of it, it seems like the church itself is doing a pretty good job of, of destroying itself. And what I mean by that is, okay, so now Amy Grant says that she's going to host this uh, LGBT or this gay wedding. But, you know, a while ago, she was married. She was the top of the, the Christian charts with her music. She was married, and then she got divorced just so she could marry Vince Gill, and then she went to pop music, you know, non-Christian music, secular music, which the secular music aspect of it I don't really have any problem with. And so it's like, when it comes to the church, it's like the sanctity of marriage was already dissolving based on the actions of Christians. You know, there were other pastors. I know some of them are radical, but like Paula White and Juanita Bynum, you know, they were married and then they got divorced and remarried. And then some of their followers saw that it was okay to be divorced and, and on and on and on. So it's, like, so it's like we don't need to look outside the church and point fingers at people outside the church for mocking or destroying the church and bringing Christians down. We have to look inside and do an introspect because we're the ones that are actually, you know, taking God's word and actually going against it. That's crumbling the foundation of our beliefs these days. Yeah, you know, son, I mean, we we see many examples, don't we, of people who are turning away from God's word and going with what feels right, uh, making emotional decisions many times that are contrary to scripture. Uh, you know, for example, you know, when you mentioned Amy Grant, I, uh, there was an article that, that posted here uh, by Larry Tomzak, and and he, I guess, offered to have her read what he wrote about this situation. I guess she declined on that, he said. But then he quoted her then, I guess, I don't know how she communicated this to him by email or what it was, but he, he quoted her as saying, uh, you know, even if I am misrepresented, even if I am in the wrong, God knows my heart. And I find that to be a very shocking statement, but also one that seems to match, um, you know, match the culture so well. You know, even if I am in the wrong, God knows my heart. As if somehow um, man's heart uh, is is on a, a higher plane than than God's word. You know, even if I'm in the wrong, God knows my heart. You know, I think about the Bible verse: "The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it?" 
So while many of us, myself included, uh, especially decades ago, you know, listened um, a lot to Amy Grant, you know, one of the early, uh, you know, contemporary Christian singers and, and just some, you know, really good music that many of us enjoyed. Of course, she's kind of been in the culture um, in one way or another uh, now for decades. But for a, a well-known Christian like Amy Grant to host her niece's um, gay wedding on their farm. Uh, and then, and then to say, even if I am in the wrong, God knows my heart. It, it says a lot about where, um, many people, and even, even some folks in the church have, have, have taken things where, uh, I mean, you know, who wouldn't have compassion for, especially let's say you have a family member who's caught up in, 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 uh, you know, in some sin. I mean, who wouldn't have, uh, compassion for that? Uh, I mean, God wants us to have compassion. Um, God wants us to, um, you know, be, be, be merciful, be, uh, to be kind, to be caring, to be, uh, sensitive. Um, but, but what happens, like in this case, when you host, um, you know, when, when you host a, uh, a gay wedding, uh, which would be comparable, I suppose, son, you know, to what Christians have wrestled with, you know, well, sh- should I attend uh, this gay wedding that I've been invited to by, you know, let's say a friend or a family member? It's, it's not all that different of a question than that. And, and it really boils down to, you know, can a Christian in good conscience celebrate this this ceremony where you know two women in the case of Amy Grant's niece or two men are are coming together and and declaring themselves to be married um but really doing it against the law and and what i mean by that of course is not the law of the land which uh now you know, accommodates that, but against God's law. Um, you know, when you, when you go against scripture, you're breaking the law and we're all lawbreakers. So it doesn't mean that Amy Grant's niece is a a bigger lawbreaker than, than any of us, but it, it does boil down to, am I going to celebrate a breaking of the law? Um, you know, and, and in Acts, you know, Peter and John said, we must obey God rather than men. Um, you know, God's law always needs to be the, the, the focus for the believer, uh, even more than, than the laws of the, of the state. Because, uh, you know, if, if the state legalizes abortion, which, which has happened, um, does that change God's law? Uh, you know, thou shalt not kill. Uh, you know, when, when the state, you know, uh, sanctions same sex marriage, does, does that change God's law? Thou shalt not commit adultery. And, and, and so that's, that, that commandment against adultery is, is addressing sexual sin. Now, homosexuality deviates even further than adultery in the sense that, um, as, as it says in Romans, um, now you're, you're, you're not only involved in sin that has natural relations, male and female, but now you're involved in sin that involves unnatural relations. So it, it takes it to a new level. Not in the sense that it's some unforgivable sin or a quote unquote bigger sin. You know, people like to talk about, you know, is it a bigger sin or not? It's sin. It's sin. It's a different sin than heterosexual sin in the sense that heterosexual sin would be, again, a natural sin, male, female, you know, but, but, uh, 
when, when two men um, are together, or two women are together in this way, uh, the Bible says that's unnatural, and, and Romans refers to it as, as shameful lust. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that um, heterosexual lust isn't shameful, but in that section, it was dealing with the unnatural sin of of, uh, of homosexuality. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people were shocked. Now, Franklin Graham uh, came out lovingly and 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 clearly addressed this situation uh, that's in the news with with Amy Grant and and he took a clear stand for God's word, um, not 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 condemning uh, Amy Grant or her niece. Um, you know we're we're not to condemn anyone, but we are to address sin. I mean God is the one that condemns. The law condemns, and if somebody says I'm going to be a willful lawbreaker. Um, and then expect to stand in God's courtroom one day, as we all will on judgment day and say, well, Hey, I, my hands are clean. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you, you cannot deliberately break the law and, and then think that all is well, you know, with your soul. So this is why Franklin Graham came out with what he did. He, he has much more discernment on this issue than Amy Grant does. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure there are many people praying that Amy Grant will, will have a change of heart and will find other ways to support her niece and love her niece and reach out to her niece and try to counsel her niece perhaps. Um, but, but to host a gay wedding is, is not the biblical way to help someone who's caught in a sin. Um, and, and so if a person's caught in a heterosexual sin, heterosexual, um, you know, lust or homosexual lust, yeah, you know, so it is, it is a sign of the times. And, you know, fortunately, son, there are, you know, still, um, you know, there's still Christians out there who are holding holding uh, to the truth, like Franklin Graham. But uh, we see more and more examples, I think, today of of like what we're seeing with Amy Grant there, and it, it does certainly um, it, it leads people astray. You know, those, those who say, "Well, hey, if Amy Grant, you know, thinks it's okay, then you know, why why wouldn't it be okay?" You know, and uh, again, are, am I going to go on emotions or am I going to go on scripture? And am I going to go with what my heart says or with what God's word says? And am I going to make my heart um, uh, a servant of the word? Or am I going to seek to make the word uh, subservient to my heart, my feelings, my opinions, my emotions? You know, if it feels right to me, or as Amy Grant said, even if I'm wrong, God knows my heart. Well, um, if we pursue something that is wrong, um, uh, we need to hear what Franklin Graham is saying and other Christians say on this issue, and that is, let's go back to the Bible and let that form our conscience and 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 let and, and make our emotions and our feelings bow to God's word rather than seeking to try to make God's word bow to our emotions. Uh, that never works well. You know, Second Timothy four three and four says, "For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine." Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to mess. I think that verse is probably most true today than I've ever seen it, um, just because you're starting to see a lot of people, such as maybe someone like Amy Grant and others that are so-called uh, lifelong Christians, change the Bible to fit their lifestyle as opposed to changing their lifestyle to fit the Bible. And if I can use a quick example that I've shared many times, when I was working with uh, Frank Sontag on his radio show, the show that you and I met on, we would ask the question, you know, the Bible specifically says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me or but through me. 
And so we would quote that verse straight from the Bible, and then we would ask people to call in and, is there another way to get to heaven? And people would answer, and they'd first give us their resume of lifelong in the church. They've memorized the Bible 18 times. They know Greek. They know, you know Latin. They know Hebrew. They've read it all, on and on and on. And then they will proceed to say, yes, there's other ways to get to heaven besides Jesus. And it's like you're looking straight at Scripture. I mean, it's the Bible. It's God's Word. And it's Jesus saying this. It's not, you know, it's in red. In my Bible, it's in red, meaning Jesus said this. I am the way. No man comes to the Father but through me. And yet people sit there and say, no, there's other ways to get there. And it's just like, and that's where 2 Timothy 4, 3, 4 comes from. You're starting to hear preachers out there and pastors and people who claim to be these, you know, Christian theologians or whatever, you know, spreading a false doctrine of, yes, there's other ways that you can do or achieve heaven or achieve salvation, and those ways are ways that aren't written in the Bible. And we start to see that a lot. And again, it goes back to, you know, we like to point fingers at people outside the church. We like to point fingers at the prosecution. I mean, you know, we have in the past IRS, you know, attacking uh, conservative groups. We have, you know, um, like I guess it was just recently there was somebody, I'm not sure if it was in the UK, but was silently praying outside an abortion clinic and got arrested for that. While they're murdering babies on the inside, that's okay. But someone silently praying on the outside is taken as a crime. And so you're starting to see this, that people want to be able to put the Bible to fit their life instead of making their life fit the Bible. And that's clearly evident when you have someone like Amy Grant coming out with this. And I think the other thing, too, that makes it um, hard for some of these people, and I think where they get confused is they want to try to appease the masses because they still want to put music out there and they still want people to buy their stuff. And if you are preaching something that is against what the masses believe and the masses want to hear, then they're not going to buy your records, and there goes your money. Yeah, those are very much linked together, aren't they, Son? And it's interesting that you you bring up the the issue of salvation and um, the biblical claim, Jesus's claim, the apostles' claim that Christ is the only way to heaven. Uh, in uh, in Acts, uh, we're told in uh, in Acts four twelve, uh, Peter and John, you know, said salvation is found in in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And, and the reason it's interesting that you bring up that one, Son, is because as I look out at the church today and different denominations, um, I find it very curious that this issue that we're addressing here on same-sex unions and same-sex marriage uh, and, 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 and same-sex relationships, um, that, that, that people and even people in churches who... Um, endorse that now and, 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 and essentially say it's no longer a sin. Okay. Maybe it was seen as a sin, but now we know better. We're enlightened. You know, it's, it's no longer a sin. Um, those same people, when it comes to salvation, um, have a very, very difficult time, uh, with, with, you know, what Jesus said about being the only way to heaven. Um, I mean, all you have to do is look at those, Denominations, for example, son, that endorse same-sex relationships. The way, for example, the largest Lutheran church body in America, the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, when when, when they decided to cross over 
um, from light to darkness on that issue. When, when, when they decided to essentially say it's no longer a sin, you know, you can have a monogamous relationship with somebody of the same sex and we'll even, you know, do your weddings in, in our churches and, 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 and we'll no longer tell you that it's sinful. We don't believe it's sinful anymore. Um, that same denomination, son, has many within it who seem to also greatly struggle with this idea that Jesus would be the only way to heaven. And, and there seem to be many within that denomination that would, would, would feel like they have a much broader, enlightened understanding that, that, that surely, you know, Christ can't be the only way to heaven. But, but here again, both of those issues are ones that tug on the heartstrings, um, and, and they both are emotional. And, and the, the same-sex issue is especially emotional if you have a loved one or you yourself or a loved one are, um, uh, are dealing with that. Um, and, and so these two things seem to go together. In fact, I would, I would love to hear from any of the listeners son, uh, to the podcast, if they know of a denomination, uh, or even a individual church for that matter, that, uh, you know, blesses same sex unions, performs same sex weddings, but they're very clear. Jesus is the only way to heaven or vice versa. Um, you know, they, um, they, they say that no, uh, homosexuality is, is still a sin. Uh, we, we cannot bless those unions the way that, you know, like we can't do what Amy Grant's doing. We can't host a, a, a gay wedding and actually celebrate with people who are doing that because we believe they're, um, you know, that's a sinful uh, commitment that they're making. Not It's not a holy commitment, according to Scripture. It's a sinful commitment. So we can't celebrate with them uh, to the harm of their own soul. Uh, we, we, we can't encourage them down the path of destruction, uh, and they find a church that maybe would, would hold to the biblical teaching on sexuality, but then turn around and say that, um, you know, oh, there are many ways to get to heaven. Uh, you know, so, so those two things don't seem to go together. I mean, you know, you're, you're either biblical on both of those issues or you've come up with a, a new, a new way of understanding sexuality, a new way of understanding salvation, um, what you perceive to be an enlightened way. And, and of course, what, uh, what we know is true. When I say we, I mean those of us who hold to Scripture and believe in Scripture, we know that it's deception. It's, it's deception to, to say that the unnatural relations, two men together, two women together, that somehow that pleases God and can, can, can be a good thing uh, for the individuals and, and a good thing uh, for, you know, that the Lord uh, will bless. Um, we know that's deception. Uh, when, when, when people, maybe with very good intentions, you know, come out and say, oh, there are many ways to get to heaven. Um, we know that's not true because Scripture tells us it's not true. And it's got nothing to do with what we would like to be true, what our heart wants to be true. Um, unless we make our heart and our emotional decisions, unless we make those things um really a bow to scripture, um, if we're not careful, we will be begin to let our emotions then dictate uh, what, what, we, what we decide on these issues. So, uh, you know, Jesus never said it would be easy to be a Christ follower. He, he never said you're going to be popular with everyone. And in and, and today's uh, culture, uh, you know, here in America and in many places, um, you, you're becoming more and more unpopular. 
if you um, say, for example, what, what Franklin Graham clearly said in response there to Amy Grant's decision to to host the gay wedding. But but we know, son, that there are many Christians who've who've been invited to uh, uh, a relative or a friend's uh, gay wedding. And, and I think that issue is very similar to this in the sense that a Christian has to decide. Um, I mean, how do I show support for my loved one? When I say support, I mean, how do I show them that I love them? How do I show them that I care about them? Um, and, and how do I help them spiritually? And, and, and if you know anything about the Bible uh, in, in this whole area of sexuality, then you know, you're, you're not going to be able to twist things um, and, and, and really make it so that you're actually helping them if you go to celebrate, um, you know, their, their, their gay marriage. That, that's not helping them. All that's doing is it's sending the wrong message that, that yes, um, you know, what you're doing deserves God's blessing. We're here to pray for your marriage. We're here to celebrate your marriage. Um, God never tells Christians to pray for a sinful relationship or sinful behavior to continue. That is never God's will. Um, you know, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Um, you know, the Bible says, come out and be separate. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't say mingle sin with God's plan, uh, whenever your heart is having a hard time with with a certain teaching in God's word, um, and and again I go back to Amy Grant's point there that she's quoted as saying, if, if indeed she, she said this is she's alleged to have said there, uh, as Larry Tomczak put in writing there that uh, she's alleged to have said even if I'm in the wrong, God knows my heart. Well, boy, son, if that doesn't sum up the culture today uh, and, and for some in the church. Well, God knows my heart, even if I'm in the wrong. Well, what does God know about your heart? And I don't just mean Amy Grant, but anyone. He knows that we're sinful. He knows our heart is sinful. Um, where in the Bible does it say that sincerity or compassion will get a person into heaven? Now, yes, if, if you're not compassionate, if you don't love others, that can keep you out of heaven. Okay. Uh, if you hold grudges, if you, you know, if anyone says, I love God, he hates his brother, he's a liar. So yes, a lack of compassion can keep you out of heaven if you choose to hate rather than love. But that doesn't mean compassion gets you into heaven. Um, the only thing that gets you into heaven is the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross that forgives you when you trust in Jesus as your savior. Um, and then you're saved and redeemed, you're justified, you're forgiven, you're born again, they're on the front end of your relationship with God. But, but think, son, about all the people in the world who are compassionate, um, who are kind, but do not yet know Jesus. And many of them, I'm sure, would, would just as easily go to um, a, a gay wedding as, as any wedding, um, especially if it's somebody they know and care about, um, and they would feel that it's an act of compassion. But but if we go back to the Bible, which is our only source for, for truth on these issues, I mean, you know, everybody can have their feelings, everybody can have their opinions, everybody can have their desires, but but what is true and what is false? What is sin and, and what is holy? What is God's plan? And, and right away, you know, Satan says, oh, look, those judgmental, fundamentalist Christians who want to take the Bible literally. 
Well, okay, so give me give me the alternative. Well, I don't want to take the Bible literally. I want to teach it. It's a myth. Okay, where does that leave you? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to teach that Jesus was a real person. He was a myth. I don't want to teach that his death did anything for anybody. It was a myth. I don't want to teach that he really rose from the dead. It was a myth. And I sure as heck don't want to teach that God's concerned about you know a person's sex life. You know, I mean, but that's where man goes, son. That's where man goes. That's where any of us would go if we just ditched the Bible um, and said, let's make it up on the fly. Um, you know, where like the Bible says, where, where each one does what is right in their own eyes. You know, so, um, you know, uh, hopefully um, Amy Grant will have a change of heart on that. Uh, you know, she is a public figure. She's, she's chosen to be um, in that sense. So she does have higher responsibilities for, um, for things like this. Um, many are going to look at that and, and see it as a justification uh, of their own, um, of their own view on, um, let's say, endorsing or supporting a, a gay relationship. And the Christian response, the biblical response is to realize we're all sinful, um, that, that if somebody's caught up in that or somebody's caught up in some other, you know, sexual sin, which by the way, there are far more people caught up in heterosexual lust and sin than, than homosexual. I mean, we wouldn't even be having this discussion if it wasn't so prominent in the society, because I don't know one Christian son. I mean, I'm sure there are some, some, uh, professing Christians who want to harp on this issue and, and condemn, you know, homosexuals and things like this, but I don't know one Christian. Christian, myself, who, who really is interested in, in making this um, something they, they want to talk about. The reason we do it is because society is forcing the issue. They're forcing it. So we have to respond because if we don't, then we send the message that Amy Grant's sending, which is, oh, hey, come on, you know, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate this gay union. Um, and, and, and biblically, that is just uh, a non-starter. You, you, you cannot get there. You can't even get close to getting there. Um, you, can, you can love the person who struggles with same-sex attraction. You can love the person who, who struggles with uh, adultery or with fornication. We're called to love all people. Um, and if we find any of those things in our own lives, then we need to confess that to the Lord and turn from that and ask God's uh, help in that and know that we can be forgiven and will be forgiven by the blood of Jesus. But what we cannot do is Bible believing followers of Christ is just cave to society. And, and, and because there's maybe a little bit of pressure on this issue, uh, all of a sudden, well, uh, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's kind of Amy, what Amy Grant's doing here. You know, it's like, well, Hey, let, let, let's have the wedding at, at our farm or whatever. Um, let's give our blessing to it, which again is what the largest Lutheran church body in America has done, along with some other, you know, denominations that do that today. And they, they basically say, hey, this this issue here is no longer a sin. We've decided. We've decided after thousands of years of, of marriage between a man and a woman, God's institution, his holy institution, we've decided it's no longer a sin. So, boy, we, we, we don't have a very high opinion of ourselves, do we, son? I mean, as human beings. Wow. We're, we're going to change God's word. We're going to um, redefine what marriage is. But, but you, you can try to do that, but you, but you haven't really redefined marriage. All you've done is come up with um, a sinful alternative that is not that is not marriage. I mean, society may call it marriage, but it, it's no more marriage than, than abortion is um, health care. I mean, come on. Uh, when, you, when you're killing a child, how is that health care? So um, 
you know, people like to be in control of the language that they that they use, but God's word is very clear on these issues. And uh, anyone who is wise will will go with God's word, even if their heart um, seems un, uninterested in, in accepting God's word. You know, Dan, the other thing makes you wonder why she goes public with something like this, because if she wanted to host it, why make headlines? Just go ahead and host it, because here's the here's the thing. Um, this, the, the story that you referenced earlier goes on to say that I guess there was some guy, some young man who had been abused, I guess, over the course of his life. And he came out as gay and he's on this uh, talk radio show and was talking about how a counselor told him it didn't matter how he got to being gay, that there wasn't a glory spout to turn on to make him straight. So if he left the church, that didn't accept his lifestyle and went out to be in, in the world to be gay and goes on and on and on. But then he t- so he's showing his story, but then he goes, and to hear Amy say that I'm welcome at God's table as a gay man is so affirming. Um, and then the young man goes on to say that he's now referring to God as female and he's fighting patriarchy. And so and then when Amy Grant is on this uh, Pride Source radio, she says, I know the religious community has not been very welcoming, but with God, everybody is welcome. Everybody. Uh, it's so important to set a welcoming table. You're loved. Gay, straight, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we behave. It doesn't matter how we're wired. God simply wants us to love him and love each other. I mean, that thing is, that statement is so full of errancy. It's not even, yeah, I mean, it's just blatantly wrong. But here's the thing. God wants everybody at his table, but God doesn't accept everybody at his table because at some point in time judgment is going to come and there's going to be people that aren't going to make it to the banqueting table they're going to be cast off into the lake of fire to hell and you know spend all eternity in misery but it goes back to the thing okay so if this particular person is saying that i'm glad to hear amy says this and then he goes on to affirm his sinful lifestyle why doesn't she just go ahead? Why does she have to make headlines over? Why does she have to come out? Because I think she's doing it so that she would get the look at me type of thing. Look at me. I'm accepting. I'm this. I'm that. I fit in these boxes. So continue buying my music. And she made it all about herself rather than anything else. Doesn't matter. She could say anything she wants. Everybody's accepting. I support this. Uh, I'm going to be there for you people. You know, God wants us all to be you know together. But it comes down to this was all about her and wanting her to get the glory, the fame, the headlines, you know, whatever it is, it's all about her. Because when you make a statement, it doesn't matter how we behave. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how we're wired. Absolutely matters how we behave. Right. I mean, that's just completely a false statement of yeah. all false yeah. statements yeah. ever possibly made. That's up there with, you know, anything yeah. that yeah. has been said that's a lie. Well, and you know, Son, it completely contradicts the way Jesus um, lovingly addressed the woman who was caught in adultery, and the religious leaders wanted to stone her. Um, Jesus refused to go along with that. You know, he, he made that famous statement, you know, he who was without sin, you know, cast the first stone. So he, he, he really uh, handed a zinger to them um, because they were at least as guilty of sin as this woman caught in adultery, if not more so, uh, because they were so uh, judging her and wanting to condemn her. But what's interesting is Jesus did not say to her, um, 
what you referenced there as far as Amy Grant and saying it doesn't matter how you behave. You know, that would have been like if Jesus would have said to her, well, then neither do I condemn you. Um, go now and, and, and behave however you want to behave, because I don't condemn you. That's the message, son, that that the um, the, 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 the people who have, who have uh, turned from Scripture, that's the message that they, they want to promote. That is, um, you know, God... God not only loves you, but but you can continue to be who you are, whatever that is. Even if that contradicts, you know that that old understanding of, of scripture that that sex outside of marriage is wrong um, uh, between a man and a woman. You know, even if it contradicts that, um, you you just be you. Um, there's there's no higher value in this culture in the with the gospel of self esteem, not not the true gospel, but the gospel of self esteem. Which says the greatest sin is to tell anybody that they're doing something wrong or that there's something wrong in them. You know, it's like how dare you tell someone there's something wrong in them? And and it seeks to become God. You know, so so what Amy Grant is essentially doing on this issue is when when it comes to the sexuality of my niece, I love my niece, but I am God when it comes to determining whether or not to bless her union. You know, forget scripture. Um, uh, I know my heart. God knows my heart. I love my niece, which we would say, praise the Lord. I mean, we certainly saw and don't want to tell people, well, um, you know, condemn and hate your, your, your nephew or your niece, uh, who, who, who are going down this path. Um, no, love them, love them. But, but the Bible says better is open rebuke than hidden love. Um, you're not really loving someone from heaven's perspective. If you just celebrate with them, their sin. You know, the Bible says, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. So how how is that happening here? By hosting a gay wedding on your farm rather than restoring them gently. And, and granted, they might reject you. You know, Amy Grant's niece could very easily and very likely, I suppose, reject her aunt if Amy Grant stuck with the Bible and stuck with what Billy Gra- uh, Franklin Graham uh, said and, and many others. And Larry Tomzak in his article on that uh, on the Christian Post um, here just in the last uh, few days, uh, you know, he could easily be uh, rejected uh, by his relatives, uh, Franklin Graham, Larry Tomzak. Amy Grant uh, could very easily be rejected by her uh, her niece if she said, you know, honey, um, I love you. You know, uh, I always will love you. But I need to tell you that this this path that you're on is poison for your soul. And it's very, very dangerous. It's even deadly. Um, God takes it very, very seriously. Uh, the Bible says all other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Um, and, and, and so as hard as it would be to say, son, the loving Christ-centered, God-honoring approach would be to speak the truth in love. Whereas what our culture says, oh, no, that's not love. That's that's condemning people. That's judging people. Um, love is to accept who they are, celebrate with them whatever they feel is best for them. Who am I? 
to challenge that. Well, you're no one to challenge that. Neither am I, but God's word is, 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 is the main thing. And, and if a Christian or a professing Christian is not willing to take a stand on God's word, even if it's unpopular, then they're going to be able to, they're going to start to drift with the society. Um, just like the largest Lutheran church body in, in America, the ELCA, they, they, they've, they're playing God on this issue. So they're playing God. Um, they are, uh, you know, pretending to be God and, you know, there, there's plenty of, uh, you know, if you want to say blame to go around, um, you know, we've talked before, um, it is a sin, I believe for the Catholic church to not, you know, do something much more aggressive toward uh, pedophile priests, uh, you know, transferring priests around who are abusing children. Um, I think it's practically a sin, Son, for them to um, command that these young priests basically sign away their, their right to ever get married. Um, and, and it makes you wonder, son, how many priests are there who struggle with same-sex desire? It, it seems like the numbers are significant. Um, and, and, then, and then, you know, not, not to say that everyone who struggles with that sin, that temptation, is also struggling with uh, the temptation to abuse uh, little little boys, okay? But there have been so many cases of, of abuse. They're just like with the, with the Boy Scouts, okay? Um, there have to be, you know, radical measures taken. And because the Catholic Church is not taking radical measures to protect the children, um, which they easily could take, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to be celibate. Um, if, they would, if they would allow priests to have that option, um, you know, uh, but instead, um, they, they, they seem more interested in protecting many times the institution and the reputation after all of these horrible things have happened, um, you know, to, to, to little children at the hands of a priest. I mean, what, what could be a greater offense than that? You know, what could be a greater offense than that? So, you know, when these religious organizations, uh, like the ELCA promoting same-sex uh, marriage, like the Catholic Church not taking a far more radical approach on this issue, um, rather than sweeping it under the carpet, rather than hiding it. Um, I mean, I, Son, I tell you, they, they absolutely, in my mind, they need to open this up for priests to get married. They are just, they're promoting um they're promoting, you know, homosexuality, it seems. I mean, they talk about how many homosexuals there are in the Vatican. I mean, it, it's really frightening and dark and evil stuff um, that is sick. And, 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 you know, every single Catholic needs to be as outraged at that as they are uh, at abortion. And, and, you know, thankfully, many Catholics... Um, you know, not all, but many Catholics are doing a, a, a pretty good job of uh, speaking out against abortion. But, but um, you know, I just read something, um, I think, today, Son, where uh, somebody was making the claim that um, the reason the Catholic Church uh, doesn't take a stronger stand um, uh, on, on even on pro-life issues at times is because they're afraid of these democratic politicians. I mean, think about that. The fear of man 
Why in the world would you be afraid of a Democratic politician or a Republican politician? I mean, what about the fear of God? Um, what about the fear of God? And, and, and so like these priests, for example, uh, who've taken a stand, son, they said, well, hey, you know, we can't celebrate the Lord's Supper with a politician who's promoting uh, abortion. You know, that... That makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, biblically, that makes sense because that, that's similar in a way to what Amy Grant's doing. You know, when you celebrate the Lord's Supper with someone who is a known pro-abortion politician, um, it's not it's not really any different than what Amy Grant's doing with her niece. It's like um, we don't want to mix our daily life with our religion. Okay. We don't want to mix that. So, you know, Amy Grant will say, well, God knows my heart, even if I'm wrong. And the Catholic Church in many places will say, well, you know, um, it would be too offensive to certain politicians. Like, you know, some of them came out and said, you know, this politician or that politician would not be welcome at the Lord's Supper. Well, uh, how can you celebrate the Lord's Supper with, with someone who is openly promoting, let's say, homosexuality or adultery or fornication or abortion. You know, I mean, how can you do that when those things are such a violation of God's word? So a lot of people in, in, in a variety of church settings um, really seem to be confused over what should, what should be our highest priority, um, offending man, offending people, offending my relative, offending my niece, you know, or offending God. And, and, and if any nation's going to experience revival, there's going to have to be repentance and a, and a turning to the Lord where God and his word are what we um, make by far the top priority. And if certain relatives can't abide by that, then we love them, but we continue to speak the truth in love. And, and, and if the Catholic Church was ever going to do that, one of the first things that you would pray would happen is that you would start to hear the Pope and others proclaim the gospel, the, the biblical gospel. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ. I mean, there's going to have to be a real gospel revolution within Catholicism for there to be major changes, because right now it's still way too much about the institution, way too much about protecting, you know, um, their assets, you know, uh, I suppose is what it is, you know, um, and their reputation. And it can't be about that. I mean, they should they should split the Catholic Church then into a thousand different local churches or whatever. Whatever, um, if, if that's what it takes to get to the gospel. Look what Martin Luther had to do, um, you know, to bring the gospel to the forefront at the time of the Reformation. You know, he said, hey, I'm not going to play this game any longer. Um, uh, you know, he, he came to understand the gospel. And, 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 and there are many Catholics who've come to understand the gospel, but there's a lot of reform needed within Catholicism and, and, and really an overhaul, I would say. Um, but look at the ELCA, look at the largest Lutheran church body in America. Um, can it be salvaged? I don't see how. I mean, certainly not with their beliefs, what they have. It is thinking. It is at, liberal denominations are going down. I mean, you see that. I mean, uh, you know, they, they are thinking. They're going down um, uh, because they don't feed the soul. They don't. They don't promote the truth about salvation. Many times, I'm not saying there aren't some individual congregations within their ranks that are. But I mean, my goodness, son. I mean, look at like even within the Methodist Church. How many now today Methodist churches are leaving the national church? By 
body as the national church body has caved on this homosexual issue. And, and so praise the Lord that there are you know, faithful Christians within the Methodist Church who say, we're not going to be a part of that. We're not going to support that. We're certainly not going to support that with any of our, 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 of our mission money. We're not going to, we don't want to be a part of that. We don't believe that. We don't believe what Amy Grant believes. You know, we don't believe that we can go to a gay wedding and celebrate it or host it on our farm or, or, or whatever, uh, or, or um, you know, to use the other example, we don't believe that, that you should force a minister to be celibate, have him sign his life away, do it when he's zealous and young and before he knows any better. And, and, and then, um, you know, for those among those single guys who have, let's say, some same-sex desires, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, they haven't worried about it enough. And look, what, look at the, the thousands and thousands thousands of children who've been abused. So again, I'm not trying to pick on the Catholic church, but I'm saying you can do this smarter. You can do this more biblically. And, and, you know, if the Pope were smart, he'd get married himself. He'd say, I'm going to set an example. You don't have to be single uh, to be holy. No, you can be. You don't have to be. And to force that on others, son, um, it's just one of the way, one of the reasons why um, the institution of Catholicism has so much corruption in it, um, because they're, they're, uh, they're, they've gotten, you know, they, they, they don't have um, the gospel at, at the center of what they're doing. Um, and, and there's just way, way too much of, of just condoning um, all of this homosexuality among their ranks and they know it. I, I think they, they know how many homosexuals they have. And when I use that term homosexual, I'm, I'm not talking about somebody just with the attraction. I'm talking about somebody who's acting on it. I'm talking, because that's what the Bible does. The Bible addresses those who act on their desires, like Amy Grant's niece, who says, you know, we're not going to just get married. We're going to engage in lesbian sex. That's, I mean, woman to woman. And, and, and so whether it's a young person saying, I'm going to commit fornication with somebody of the opposite sex, or I'm going to have sexual relations with somebody of the same sex. Scripture is very clear on that. And, and, and when churches and pastors and Christians cease to be clear on these issues, song, um, people just start to drift away from the Lord. Many of them never, ever get back. And they're as lost as these 107,000 people who uh, died from fentanyl overdoses this year. Um, many of them are now lost for eternity. Uh, I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying there, you know, there can't be any Christians among that group. I, I hope that, you know, a lot of those somehow did know Christ and, and got mixed up with something they shouldn't have. But there's 107,000 people now uh, from fentanyl in one year who've entered eternity, either heaven or hell. And I, and I, I just, I shudder to think, son, that many, many of them are now in hell wondering, you know, how did I get here? How did this come about in my life? I'm way too young to be gone, but but I certainly don't want to be here. So, son, we're dealing with matters of eternity in these things we're talking about. And um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Amy Grant's mind uh, other than what she's apparently said, which is, even if I'm wrong, God knows my heart. Well, he, he certainly knows all of our hearts, doesn't he? Absolutely. Luke 6, 46, I believe it is. Uh, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And then it goes on to talk about in Romans, you know, again, practicing sinful behavior and then giving approval to those who practice them. And it's almost like it's better off because we know that we're all going to sin. We all, we all know that we fall short of the glory of God. We all know that even after we are saved, uh, we're still going to sin. 
and we're still going to fall short and we're still going to do things and engage in behaviors and, and things that fall short of God's glory that go against biblical principles. That's just a fact. But the difference, I think, is this. It's, it's knowing that we are striving to be Christ-like and yet falling short versus I don't care what Christ says. I'm just going to do my own thing. And that's what we've gotten yep. to in uh, this religious, this Christian, this modern Christian world that we have today is, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do, just like Second Timothy was talking about, you know, itching ears. Yep. I'm going to do what I want to do, and then, you know, God, you just yep. better get with the program and accept what I do. And there's going to be a rude awakening come Judgment Day when a lot of people are going to be yep. like, Lord, Lord, and he's going to be like, get away from me. I never knew you. Because there is a difference. There is a difference between those that practice a sin – Versus those and yeah, openly engaged, right. openly engaged in it, or preach it, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus those yep. that are just like you know, even want to take, even if you want to take, you know, uh, homosexual sin. Okay, um, maybe there is, maybe maybe that's Satan's, um, mm-hmm. you know, tool to tempt you. You know, and maybe you're fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, and you don't mm-hmm. want to engage in it because you're a Christian and you know that that is something that is wrong. Or take any sin. Okay, but then every once in a while, maybe you give into that. Okay. That I think is, and then you repent. That is different than having the active lifestyle of flaunting it, which I think like in this case is what they're doing is they're just kind of flaunting that sinful lifestyle. And that's where the difference comes in. So if you're struggling with something like we all do, no matter what it is, if you're Mm -hmm. struggling with it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have lost uh, you know, that you're, that you're completely lost. It's, it's when the mm-hmm. Holy spirit stops tapping you and giving you that kind of guilty feeling. Yeah. Um, so they say, you know, Oh, I'm not, I don't feel guilty anymore about doing some of this. Well, then maybe you've mm-hmm. got, maybe you've gotten mm-hmm. to the point where you've gotten too far because now maybe the Holy spirit has left you. Right. If you're engaged right. in something and you're like, Oh man, I shouldn't have done it. Um, and you know, you're like, feel bad about it. Well, the Holy spirit is probably still with you saying, hey, you know, you screwed up, let's fix this and let's move on and let's continue to try to work on it. Because there are right. some there are some some people that do struggle more based on, you know, the way they're oh, wired sure. than others sure. in things. You know, I've never I've never struggled with addiction. Um that's never been a right. thing for me. But yet some people right. do. Whatever oh, you it is. Bet. You, bet. you know, so again, that's what we have to think. It's it's the practice and flaunting of a sinful yeah. lifestyle versus yeah. versus committing yeah. sin because the Bible even says yeah. that's what we're going to do. So it's better to have the the vision or the the biblical principles that we strive mm-hmm. for be greater mm-hmm. and we fall short than to lower those biblical principles to well you know God better just get on board with what I want to do because that's going to yeah. lead to like an eternal uh, state of uh, uncomfort. Yeah, you know, I think you hit it on the head there, Son. Um, and you used the word repent, you know, and, and that really answered the question, the, the, the uh, rhetorical question that you asked, which is, you know, what's the difference, you know, or, or you know, between those who are willfully doing it and, and those who are fighting it. And, and then you answered your, your question, that word repent, uh, the word repent means change of mind. It's the Greek word metanoia, so change of mind. And it is a very different attitude towards sin. Uh, you know, it, it's not an attitude attitude of condoning it, excusing it, um, you know, just getting into it willfully. But it's an attitude that says, uh, Lord, help me to hate my sin more and more every day. Because your word says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And there is no repentance 
uh, apart from from this God given um, hatred for evil uh, that, that that we find within ourselves uh, and that we find ourselves being tempted to engage in, only the Holy Spirit can can give us this gift of repentance. Uh, you know, I, I think about that saying, son, that the Holy Spirit comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. He comforts the afflicted. That is, uh, those who are uh, sorry for their sin and want to live differently. Um, God comes with the, the message of the gospel to comfort them, that Jesus died for you. You're forgiven. Um, you, you know, don't keep beating yourself up. Understand that Jesus allowed himself to be more than beat up. He allowed himself to be crucified. He took your sin. Um, so so stop trying to, um, you know, basically make up for your sin by, um, you know, you know, by beating yourself up. Accept what Christ did for you. Trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross. So the Holy Spirit comes to comfort the afflicted, but then to afflict the comfortable. Those who are comfortable sinning, which, like in the case of Amy Grant's niece, anyone who's planning to go out and engage in, let's say, um, fornication, or in the case of her niece, um, you know, uh, to pursue or continue in a in a gay sexual relationship as two lesbians there, um, or or someone who's planning to continue holding a grudge. Or continue uh, planning to continue being, you know, prejudiced or hateful or whatever. Um, God commands us to repent. In fact, in Acts seventeen thirty, it says, uh, "It says God commands all people everywhere to repent." And and repentance is huge. Uh, you know, I think about that verse in the Old Testament. Um, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I had cherished sin in my heart, and and this is why to go back to the Catholic Church for a second. Um, I wonder how many Catholics there. Are our son who have this idea if i go to confession as long as i just name my sins as long as i just say what they are even though i'm planning to go out and do them all over again god will forgive me well that is completely false and wrong because jesus said repent and believe the good news he didn't say um oh just um make plans to continue sinning and believe the good news uh because that is not repentance uh in fact son there is a uh there's a wonderful description of, of repentance that Paul gives in, uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And, you know, he, he says there, uh, beginning in verse 9, um, uh, yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. So those are all indicators of repentance. And you notice how Paul distinguishes between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. What is worldly sorrow? Well, let's say you have somebody sitting in jail and they're sorry they got caught but they're not sorry for what they've done. They're not sorry for what they've done against God and against others or the people that they've hurt They're, uh, you know, and, and godly sorrow is, is mainly a sorrow that I have, uh, I have sinned against God. Uh, I'm wrong. I need his, 
forgiveness. I need his salvation. Worldly sorrow, again, it's just, well, I'm afraid. I, I'm sorry I got caught. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, that's all I'm worried about now, you know, the consequences. So repentance is huge. And that's something that, that frankly, son, it doesn't always get preached today. Um, you know, there are many who will preach, you know, God is love and God loves you and he'll meet you right where you're at. But if, if they don't preach repentance along with that, they give the false idea like what Amy Grant seems to be giving her niece. Um, you know what? Um, as long as your heart's right, you know, as long as your heart is right with that person that you're marrying, as long as my heart is right and wanting to host this, this, this wedding, um, God knows my heart. And, and that's, uh, that's even more important than whether I'm right or wrong. Well, I tell you, son, that is a scary thing that Amy Grant was quoted as saying, even if I'm wrong, uh, God knows my heart. Boy, that is very, very scary because a scripture tell, should, you know, make it very clear to her if she would listen that, that yes, um, she is in the wrong. If, if, uh, if she pursues this course of endorsing this behavior, you know, any denomination, for example, that, that sanctions, uh, same sex marriage or same sex unions or, or, you know, anything where they're blessing a, a same sex relationship, they are harming people. They are hurting people. They are leading people uh, down the path to hell, just like if they would be sanctioning fornication uh, or sanctioning adultery or sanctioning prejudice or sanctioning, you know, just hatred, let's say against this, this race of people or that race of people. So um, these are serious matters that have eternal consequences. Um, and I, I just think that Amy Grant, she, she revealed a lot when she said, God knows my heart. She revealed son that she seems to be at a place right now where she's listening to her heart more, more than she's listening to God's word. Um, she's listening to her heart. And I'll tell you, son, all of us can go astray by what's in our heart. No matter how sincere we are, no matter how loving or compassionate we feel we're being, um, you know, that's one of our many problems as human beings in our, in our sinful lack of understanding. We think, oh, well, hey, how could I be wrong? You know, it feels, how can it be wrong if it feels so right? Yep, it's definitely going to uh, be something that we're going to continue to probably see as time goes by, these different people standing up and, you know, espousing non-biblical things in the name of God. Anytime you put something, it seems like, with God's name on it, Christians just blindly follow it without checking it out. Um, Dan, we appreciate the time and your insights, as always, and uh, we thank you for joining us, and we look forward to our next conversation. Well, I sure look forward to that as well. Thank you, Son, so much for another great discussion today, another great topic. And uh, we just hope and pray that everyone listening uh, just continues to ponder all these things and always looking to God's Word uh, first and foremost. You can uh, check out our website at RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. Just click on the uh, Sanctified Reason uh, podcast logo. All of our shows will pop up. You can also email the show at tw at uh sanctified reason sanctified reason podcast at gmail.com and then um if you have something you'd like to share to add whatever it might be we'll uh, get back to you and respond no doubt about that uh once again dan thanks much we appreciate it and for those of you listening hey thanks for listening do tell a friend and until next time god bless